You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. What have your impressions been of Bahal so far? He's a mean guy, man. Like... Whenever there's a scrum on the ice or, or anything like that, you're you're pretty much guaranteed to see well 94 and 76 right dab smack in the middle of that thing. Um, I like the, I like his game. Uh, obviously, not a lot of offensive upside with him. We kind of knew that coming in. Uh, much more of a stay at home shutdown guy. And yeah, I think he's done his role. I think. The real only comparison that I have for him would be D Simone. They're kind of playing in the same spot. Pahal came in and, and is kind of filling D Simone's spot. And in my opinion, from the eye test, I would say that he's been doing a little better than D Simone has back there. So he's 24. He's from Sask. It's like, okay, this is perfect. This is perfect. And he's signed into next year. So make that 3D now that we've got signed into next season. He came into a team that got hot at the right time too, right? Like it was a really good road trip from the Flames. Uh, not what we're expecting to see from this team. Uh, and, he, and he kind of slid in effortlessly, right? Like there wasn't too many growing pains with him. And, and that's always a good sign to see. You brought up 76. He's extended, signed a two-year extension at one mil per. And when it expires, he will be in RFA with arbitration rights. And that's perfect. I mean, you still have team control once the contract ends. Uh, like anything could happen. And I mean, anything could happen in these two years with Pospisil. We don't know what kind of player he's going to be two years from today. Uh, we didn't know what kind of player he was six months ago. So there's still a lot up in the air. And yeah, uh, the, the low AAV and having team rights at the end of it, uh, I think is the perfect spot you want to be in with him. It's awesome. I love him, dude. Like, Martin, if you ever hear this, you are probably like a top fan favorite in this city. I hope you know that. You are an absolute gem. Yeah, it's only going to take him a couple months to become the fan favorite just because of the way that he plays. He absolutely ticked one guy off that usually doesn't like blow up like that. But holy crap, did he blow up? What game was that? I want to say it was the it was Panarin. Yeah, Artemi Panarin. Yeah. Like, this guy gets under people's skin, man. Let's talk about another new guy. Talked about Bahal for a bit. Andre Kuzmenko, or should I say the Kuzmenko show? What an absolute beauty, dude. His media pressers are like, they gave me life, dude. Like, I don't understand. I've never been that happy watching any hockey player ever do media in my life. I don't even think he knows what he's saying. He just goes up there and spews BS for like 15 minutes and laughs a lot and then gets told he did a good job and goes home. <laughs> it's an absolute beauty, dude. Like, absolute beauty. He's got insane hair, too, coming from someone who flexes a hat all the time. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really cool seeing the fit that he's starting to develop with Huberto. 
we on paper thought him and Lindholm were going to be a seamless fit. They obviously weren't, whether that's due to their styles not meshing, which I think that's 100% what that was. Seeing his fit with Kuzmenko has legitimately rejuvenated how I feel about Huberto's ceiling from a point total perspective. They look dynamic. They actually see each other. Chemistry is a very real thing. We spent a year and a half always wondering like, okay, what's the issue here? It might honestly just be chemistry because right now you're watching Huberto, Sharon Govich, and Kuzmenko. And at MSG, to me, that game was the outlier in regards to their on-ice impact. But over the course of that road trip, that first sample, like, we traded our top line center, quote unquote. What? I did not notice. They look like a cohesive unit as a line. And the knock on Kuzmenko from some Canucks fans that I've seen is like, he's awful defensively. I looked up his metrics. His defensive metrics aren't bad. They've, they're actually pretty decent. And from what I've seen since he's been here, he's been able to make up for a lot of plays if they're not entirely you know, on the money to begin with. I think he's been very solid in his role. And yeah, I mean, that goal in, in game one as a flame was was huge for him, I think, just to get that out of the way instantly. Just get the puck in the back of the net and now we move forward. Another big thing I've noticed that they're trying to do to help Huberto out is they are pinching D-men a lot more now. When you see Rasmus Anderson out there or, or Uyghur, you're going to see them play up uh, uh, quite a bit. That was what Huberto had in Florida all the time. He would have his D-men dropping in, and that's what gave him passing options. When he had Montour and Forsling coming in behind him, that's where he would go with the puck. And the Flames are such a north-south team that Huberto hasn't really had that option here. Uh, but I really noticed it on this road trip, especially with Anderson, that he was always hopping up to make it a four-man rush. And that made Huberto's offensive zone time look a lot better as well. I mean, he was making the right passes. It was fast. It was snappy. And yeah, that just keep building on that. You have the pieces here. Go get some more and just keep building towards exactly that. Jonathan Huberto and Andre Kuzmenko have been averaging low 80 expected goals for percentage at 5-on-5 since Kuzmenko joined this team. Hello. Hi. Cool. Love it. Let's go. More, (laughs) please. Seeing Huberto in Boston especially, that was his best game as a flame. That was was 100% the guy that we were like, oh my God, we're going to get this every game. The second trade happened. You know what? If Lindholm and him just didn't mesh and we were forcing it, I'll forget about the year and a half. I genuinely will. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, is this not everything that the Flames fans have ever wanted? Like, Craig Conroy is finally doing what we thought we should have done for 15 years, man. Like, it's unbelievable. And he, and he's doing it perfectly. You're still acquiring guys that are, are making an impact and fitting into this team. And you're getting rid of the pieces that don't want to be here and that don't want to play for the Calgary Flames. And you're acquiring assets on top of that while still winning hockey games. I It's like we're in heaven. Oh, dude. I... My happiness as a fan has been close to identical as to the vibes I was feeling in 21-22. There's more of a genuine promising happiness because Craig Conroy is showing us he has a vision for this team and that he's executing it. And all of a sudden, Craig Conroy is standing there 
from Avengers Endgame. Like he just took over the world and now has all the Infinity Stones and <laughs> just from three trades. And now you see exactly where this team's going, the vision. Um, yeah, they have this planned from the beginning. This is exactly what they wanted to happen. This is exactly how they pictured the season going. And I think that's exactly what's happening now. You want to talk about some real quick lineup decisions for tonight's game? Dustin Wolf is starting tonight against the Sharks. Let's go. You brought up that point of, you know, you moved out pieces that didn't want to be here. Let's talk about Blake Coleman's quote from The Athletic. So the full quote, this was in an article that Julian McKenzie wrote. Dope dude. Came on our show once. We moved a couple pieces now that were pretty vocal about not wanting to be here. I think once you eliminate that, the noise at this point, it's not really affecting us. The guys that the noise is around, they're competitors. They want to win here. They want to win wherever they are. He did not, like, bro, he did not mince words. There were no punches pulled in that comment. And, you know, that's... I always had the feeling that that was the case. So, like, how do you lose as a, as a Flames fan here? You get rid of the player that you, you doesn't want to wear red, and you bring in a whole schwack load of guys that are younger, faster, and want to wear red and want to play here. And that's how you do it. So, Vladar has been out with a lower body injury, who, who was placed on the IR. Seems to me, based off the tweets right now, that he is actually backing up. Dustin Wolf today. Markstrom scratched. That that confuses me. Hmm. So Jacob Markstrom isn't skating, according to Pat Steinberg. Let's uh, talk about Jacob Markstrom now that we have this segue. NHL's first start of the week and was just dominant on that road trip, right? I mean, even the freaking Rangers came. The guy was like doing everything he could to keep that puck out of the net and keep that good two-goal game. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I... I don't know where he's getting this from now. Um, like you take a look back at last year and, and just the difference in the goaltender that you see between the pipes, right? Like, Dude, if we had this Markstrom last year, we would have had another 21-22 season. We would have been in the playoffs easy. Oh, like we would have probably been in contention to win the division. He got absolutely picked apart by the media last year. He's a guy that's getting older. Uh, he's already over 30. He's not going to get any younger. It, the media will make you feel like you lost your chance. You know what I mean? And this year, he's, he's blocking out all the noise, and he's just uh, he settled in, and he's doing his thing between those pipes. And I, it makes it so hard for me because, you know, I'm such a big Markstrom lover. Like, I, I don't know if I... Like, I want him to be traded because now is the time to do it. I understand that. Like, now you have maximum maximum leverage over teams with him right now. Like, if there's any time to do it, now is the time. I guess we can quickly talk about his little sit-down with Eric Francis. Ew. But, you know, we're going to bring up the article anyway. Essentially, when asked about how he feels about his future, he kind of just summed it up into it's in management's court. He said, it's up to Calgary what they want to do. I don't control it. Whatever direction they want to go and what they want to do, I'm not going to force anything. I'm not going to go up and meet and ask for a trade either. I'm here to play. I'm enjoying every day, and we've got a great group. And then Elliot Friedman kind of confused me on Saturday and was like, the Devils and the Flames have engaged in serious talks. And then we had a back-and-forth camaraderie of, oh, did Markstrom get 
this trade call sent to him? Did he, was he asked to waive his no move so that he could approve a deal to New Jersey? Initially, the report was that that was the case, that the Flames went to him, asked for permission to see if you know he would approve a deal to New Jersey. And apparently, according to that report, said yes. Well, now Pierre Lebrun is calling it out on its bullshit. So yesterday on Insider Trading, this is what Pierre Lebrun said. What was not presented to Jacob Markstrom was this question. Would you waive to go to New Jersey? And so that tells you a couple things. One, that those trade conversations didn't escalate to the point where it got to that juncture. It also asks a couple of other questions, which is why it didn't. And one of the things we found out on this day was that there seems to be a discrepancy between the two teams about how much money either team should be paying Jacob Marstrom, which is to say that the Devils would want Calgary to retain some of the salary left on Markstrom's contract in any trade. They probably got a really nice package in place that Conroy was like, ooh, this is kind of nice. Holtz, a first and a prospect, do you think? I I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine Holtz is part of it. So immediately that mean, that gets me going. Like I'm just like, hello, yeah, okay, I'm listening. It's one of two things. Ownership, probably knowing our franchise, ownership probably was like, you're not retaining 50% on Markstrom so that he cannot play for us for the next two years after this one. Uh, to me, there's no way they don't revisit. Yeah, and, and with how, uh, like, it seemed so heated, right? Like, when it finally cooled down and it didn't happen, it was like, holy shit, we're on the breaking point of pulling this trade so yeah i could definitely see them revisiting that when you get that close uh to completing a trade and it doesn't go through you don't just forget about it so that's definitely something that i think they they are still working on and have been working on i think i think the main decider in that uh does come down to markstrom's contract i think that's where the the main disagreement is between uh between the clubs speaking of someone who you should be wrapping in bubble wrap and probably not playing, but you will anyway because you can't tell him no. Chris Tanev. <laughs> Dude, I have had like multiple cardiac anomalies watching this guy play the last two games. He goes down the tunnel and I'm like praying. Like I'm sitting there like, no. Like three and a half times a game. Especially when he ran into the post. I was like, bro, just crack ribs. Like you can't tell me he did not just crack his ribs. And he's like, he's still playing? Like this is what we're doing here? This is... <laughs> is that how we're managing this like you get a whistle and the camera pans over to chris tanev and he's like on two knees and he looks like he just went through a gladiator fight back in the mid 1500s as he's slowly getting dragged by two teammates to the bench like the guy's just giving it everything he's got every single shift and yeah like, i mean we gotta protect him like make it a couple more weeks tanev just hang on buddy <laughs> i totally understand holding out for a first Craig, I love you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. But at some point, I'm kind of scared that, like, God forbid he gets injured before the deadline. So yeah. I just, I'm just terrified that of the possibility because we've had already two close calls the last two games. I love the way he plays, but holy crap, is it not sustainable for your health? Like, <laughs> like uh, no, there's just, uh, uh, I watch him play and I'm like, I am terrified. Like, not just for you, for the franchise that I'm a diehard for. Like, I am terrified right now. But if you're a team looking for a right-shot D-man uh, and you're in the playoff push and you see that guy on the mid-Calgary Flames flying around the defensive zone, throwing his body in front of everything, 
it, it's going to make you want to pay a first for that uh, that type of asset. And that's another thing. All the the Toronto media keeps undermining his value. Every report that I'm seeing, oh, the Flames are looking for a second plus another asset. Who did Brad Living pay off to lower <laughs> market value in the media? Brad, bud, you don't have a second round pick. You don't have one. If you want Tanev, you got to give us your first. <laughs> Let's go. Just send it over as compensation for my injured feelings before the guy gets injured, please. Solemn Volgi is now refuting what Pat tweeted. He's saying the team says Vladar is still on the IR, so he's not backing up tonight. So basically he, he went out to morning skate for a spin. Markstrom should suit up tonight, likely backing up Wolf, who is in the starter's net. You're watching the practice. Report on it properly, bro. Why do we have to get so many different tweets talking about the same thing? It's an optional morning skate. Well, there you go. Like, just can you stop confusing me, please? Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm already confused. Um, That's the worst. <laughs> When you have no idea what's going on and you have to rely on these uh, <laughs> these insiders and then they always just go in the exact opposite direction of one another. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pat Pat says Dan Vladar is in the backup net. Markstrom isn't skating. 15 minutes later, Solemn Volgi. Vladar is still on the IR, so he's not backing up. Okay, so then why was he on the ice skating? Is it just reps or is he like skating as if he's dressing? And then it goes, oh, optional morning skate. Okay, so nothing is formal. So why are we reporting on this? That's uh, why I was that not the first information released. Yeah, you should say optional morning skate, wolf starting. That's yeah. it. That's all we need. That's that's it. Oh my god. Don't do this, especially before it, like, like the next three weeks. Don't play with my emotions the next three weeks. That's all I'm asking. After March 8th, you want to spew out some incorrect info be my guest that's the thing with the trade deadline right like it could be one little thing like this like optional morning skate and markstrom wants to sleep in and then he doesn't show up and then the whole world is like holy shit he's getting traded blah 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 really he's just having a snooze back at home <laughs> let's talk about who should be in the norris conversation his chances of winning are slim to none but he should be in the conversation weegsy baby Lindsay weegsy He's yeah. league leader in goals by defenseman with 15. The vibes, immaculate. He's on pace for a career year. He's on pace to surpass his 44-point season that he had in Florida just before he got traded here. Yeah, uh, he's been super solid, right? I mean, having that skill and that ability to get the puck through traffic like he does, uh, it's unteachable. Um, it's It's really amazing that that guy if you sit back and think about it that guy's outscoring kale mccarr this year like that is yeah i'm um, immaculate that's that's pretty much all you can say i think he is our best defenseman i don't think that's up for debate anymore i know a lot of people say rasmus anderson because of the intangibles that he provides and anderson is going to be asking for a hefty sum when he needs a new contract um so maybe i think that's where that I guess discourse comes from, but to me, Uyghur is the Flames' most reliable defenseman. He logs huge minutes, plays in all situations. He's a tremendous vocal leader, too. If you go to the Calgary Sun and listen to a quote that he recently 
was asked about over the break, talking about the Lindholm trade. He said, you know what? I'm signed here. I'm signed here for the next eight years. I'm basically here until the end of my career. I get that there's going to be a little bit of a, you know, transition phase here, but I want to get to winning as soon as possible. Is that not a guy that you want to have? He's obviously in a situation that isn't ideal for him right now where he's at in his career. Um, but he's committed to staying with it. Uh, he's committing to to making the players around him uh, better every day. Uh, and, and that's exactly what you want out of a leader. And, and that's exactly what that guy is. All you hear about all the time, Victor Hedman, Charlie McAvoy, Roman Yossi, and then up in Edmonton, Evan Bouchard. Okay, well, Mackenzie Weger leads the league in goals by a defenseman. So put some respect on his name. At least include him in the category. He's got to be in the conversation, dude. He's a stud. Yeah, and he's, he's having a career year, and uh, he definitely should be in the conversation. I mean, 15 goals from the back end at this point of the season. Uh, like, if, if Uyghur's lucky, he could pot 25 goals as a defenseman this year. And uh, that that's some crazy numbers. If you score 25 from the back end, uh, yeah, that's, that's like, uh, that's Norris-level uh, play back there, right? So... We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, uh, bring in a couple more assets here at the deadline and and give them a chance to build some chemistry to close out the season here and see what happens next year with him. So he is on pace to be the first defenseman since Geo in the 2015-16 season to score more than 20 goals. The last time someone scored 25 goals in a season as a defenseman, as a member of the Calgary Flames. Al McInnes, 1987-88. If he pushes that, it'll be Al McInnes and Mackenzie Weger in the top five. That'll be some nice company. That's the only company. Time for the DraftKings ad. You know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, you must be 21 years of age or older, and it varies by jurisdiction. This offer is void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to the show. Summary. He's insane. I love him. I need to buy his jersey before the league gives us fanatics gear, bro. True. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just realized that, like, after this season, I'm not going to have a single player uh, that actually plays for the Calgary Flames on one of my jerseys anymore. Lindholm's gone, so that that was my uh, that was my original home jersey. Yeah, uh, and then Markstrom's on my Blasty, and uh, I I really don't think he's going to make it past the trade deadline. So 
I'm going to need a new jersey here too as well. Fanatics taking over the league branding can be an episode in its own right because it will just be me yelling at the mic for 20 minutes. So Uyghur, just also more contextualization. This is from Ryan Pike. Uyghur now has 18 goals since the start of the 2023 All-Star break, which leads all NHL D-men. 17 of those goals at even strength. Also leads all NHL D-man in that span. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't score on the power play, man. Like, it's every single goal is pretty much five on five. And uh, maybe maybe he would score on the power play if he was maybe, I don't know, put on PP1. I feel like that might be... How do you not put him on PP1? Let's quickly talk about the power play lines that were posted in practice yesterday. PP1 was Huberto, Kadri, Shirin Govich, Kuzmenko, and Noah Hannafin. PP2, Backlund, Coleman, Zari, Uyghur, and Anderson. I have a ton of questions. Why do you need Uyghur and Anderson on the power play? They've always done that, though. The Flames have always had, like, your top has four forwards, but your second unit only has three. I don't understand the the logic behind it. Uh, I don't know if it's something to do with your second unit's more likely to be out there when the penalty expires and, and you want two D-men on the ice or or what exactly that is. Um, That's it, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly why they do it, but he, he has gotten power play time, but it is with that second unit, right? Like, you got... You got four checkers like Coleman and Backlund on there, and they're they're not going to overwhelm overwhelm you with zone time or or anything like that. Uh, I would like to see him get a shot on power play one, especially with how much we play the puck to the point on the power play. Uh, let him take a few shots. Let him try and get a few through. I mean, you're going to have bodies in front, so you. I mean, it only makes sense to put the guy leading the league in goals by defenseman to be putting him on your first power play unit. My other argument, I guess, with that, now that we brought it up, is they have been putting Hannafin there. I think a lot of that has to do with trade value. Hey, look, our guy, he's on PP1. You're also trading for a power play quarterback. Like, from what I'm seeing, Conroy's just, like, finesse everything. Like, he sent Lindholm to the All-Star game, increased his trade value, got a haul. (laughs) Sorry, that really reminded me of, like, the 49ers uh, GM trying to sell Colin Kaepernick to other teams back in, like, the early 2010s. Like, look at him. He's a star quarterback. He's first string. He's playing over here. (laughs) That's funny. It's uh, (laughs) Yeah, and, I mean, Hannafin's having a monster year. I think there's really been no talk about – you know, anything extra with him other than there's no way Conroy already doesn't know his answer. So he's either working on an extension or fielding calls. I think it's the latter. I think he's getting dealt for an absolute package. <clears throat> it might even be a sign in trade. Who knows? Yeah, it might be. That, that is a very possible uh, outcome with Hannafin for sure. So Jacob Peltier day to day, I was yeah. very, very, very worried when I saw him take that hit from Truba. Uh, it looked like the same shoulder that got operated on. And the fact that he's day-to-day and could likely return on Saturday or on Monday, huge, huge luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very big that he uh, he avoided anything serious there. I mean, that was everybody's first thought when Truba stepped up on him was, holy shit, he just came back from sh- shoulder surgery, right? So 
Um, God, Truba just what a freaking maniac that guy is. Like just an absolute weapon on the back end. The hit happened and and I wanted to be mad. Like I wanted to be so mad at Truba. And then I just sat back and thought, and I'm like, holy crap, this is like only the 75th guy that he's done this to this year. Like that guy is just on a mission. He is probably the toughest guy in the league right now, if you ask me. I mean, like that guy isn't scared of nobody. Uh, he's done damage to this Flames team by himself over the last two years that like I don't even think the Oilers could do. Um, yeah, uh, just very happy that Pelche avoided anything serious there. Because I know as soon as he took the hit, he was slow getting off the ice and it was back to the room. And then your first thought is he's going to have to get shoulder, shoulder surgery again, right? Like that was the first thought, but everything's avoided. Uh, we get out of New York with no serious injuries after playing Jacob Truba. And uh, yeah, I guess we can end this part of the show with um, who is your favorite Valentine's Day couple? Is it Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey? Or... Or is it Craig Conroy and the word rebuild? Yeah, uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I like it. He did it. Craig Conroy said the word rebuild. I don't know if Murray Edwards vetted him or if Don Maloney was in his office crying. Literally never put Don Maloney in front of the camera again, please. Yeah. Like, my God, it is that guy. 180. He's like a politician in comparison to Conroy. That's why they made him president. Let's be, let's just let's just be upfront with that. But Craig Conroy said, and I quote: "You make a deal for Lindholm and you bring back Kuzmenko. You're trying to rebuild on the fly. We've added some assets, and then he reiterates it: You're rebuilding, but you also want to be competitive because that's how the Zaris and the Pospisils and all the young guys." Become better in my mind. You're doing this retool on the fly, and that's how we're going to become better. The veteran guys, the young guys, we all want to win. So it's how do we get to the point where we're winning all the time? I don't think anyone says it's okay to lose. But on some teams, losing became acceptable somewhere along the line. And then they try to flip that switch to now you have to win all these games because now it's time. That's a shot at Ottawa. I don't know. <laughs> I know some people think that is the way to do it. I don't see it that way. You never want to say it's okay to lose. But he's still going to be making those moves, dude. He said he said we're rebuilding. It's just in a way that's a little bit more sly. He also talked about how he would be willing or wanting to get a center under the age of 24 added to his wish list. Somebody uh, double check on Craig Conroy before the game tonight because uh, he might be hanging from the rafters after uh, Murray Edwards hangs him up there for saying the word rebuild on uh, in a press conference. Uh, but other than that, yeah, everything looks great uh, here in Calgary. Uh, <laughs> oh, just once, <laughs> twice. He said it twice. Dude, like, like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody check on Craig Conroy. Murray Edwards might be coming at him with a baseball bat here. Happy Valentine's Day, Craig. <laughs> love you bro thanks for starting the process towards fixing our franchise literally oh man it's just such a breath of fresh air to actually it's... have a belief in your management group we've never had that since we were born bro this is refreshing it's almost like the former players make the best managers it's kind of like you know the players that grew up playing here and really 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 wanted to win a cup here 
kind of care afterwards and 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 they want another shot at it and they're gonna put their time and effort into it and they're gonna do it the right way and uh it's so weird how it works out that way in my heart iggy and connie and kipper want a cup for this city the record says we didn't so connie and iggy want to do that as managers yep let's go this is fun hockey now i'm watching the team i have an attachment to players bro like that's what we were really worried about was having players that you could actually grow to like and then suck into. But all these young guys have appeared and they're just full of personality, full of jump, uh, and they're they're fun. They're fun as hell to watch. So, Greg Conroy, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> I really hope people get that dad joke. That was brutal, but. <laughs> you guys like what you heard feel free to hit that like button comment subscribe it's going to be a very stressful three weeks here coming in to the trade deadline and when dominoes do fall we'll have a video out talking about the deals and yeah just so we don't have any more confusion dustin wolf is starting tonight and jacob marsham is backing up go flames go go flames go thanks for listening everybody